Geek Shock. Geek Shock. How terrible how, will how, this rock star bou- be? How's the bouquet? <laughs> wow. What, was it bad or just a bad movement on your part? Oh, my God. Could He's you choking. Cho- Did you choke or does it taste <laughs> like zombie vomit? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're going to lose Paul in the first minute here. Oh, Are you okay? That's not good. Poor dude. <laughs> Pat you on the back? <laughs> no? Okay. Do not breathe the pina colada rock star. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, you would. Extremely, uh, acidic? No. Carbonated. Carbonated. <laughs> Especially when you suck it down your lungs. Little, that's how it was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It shot itself down your lungs. Yeah, Ooh, nasty. I'm trying to give the color commentary <laughs> since nobody can hear, hear you. Oh, yes. oh, we can hear Paul, that. Would you like to put some dry, drink we some can, dry we gas? We certainly so hear that. It tastes good. It. It's just, well, it tastes good when you drink it. I, I don't think your lungs have taste buds. <laughs> Get it down the wrong pipe. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I'm tired. Yeah. <coughs> Are you tired? You want some eggs? Tired. 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 So just woke up. Oh. Impromptu nap. Yeah, I didn't mean to sleep as long as I did. I meant to get up earlier. <coughs> I had my alarm set, and it didn't go off. And then I woke up, and I was like, oh, shit. And I ran out the door. Sometimes they go off, and you sleep through them. I've found this. But you've managed yeah. to stop for two energy drinks and, and all well, the Well, if I didn't, I'd be oh, out. Yeah, yeah we'd, we'd, oh, we we'd have a snoring it. Paul Mattingly. Yeah. I know, but I then I get a little something. Take a page from my, my playbook back when I was... Working my ass off in the mornings, and then having to come to do the show. That's true. There were there were a few podcasts where you dozed off toward the end. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was kind of fun. I'd get about <laughs> halfway through, and it'd be just like, oh, can't, can't keep eyes. Yep. Oh, <sighs> and probably a third of the audience too. Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock <laughs> number two ninety three. I am Master Torgo, the famous choke. Eighties Jeff, <laughs> fact check Dandy, and we're here to talk weekend geek. Uh, before we begin our own stuff, got a few letters I want to. Yeah. Yes, we have right. letters. Go We've been so. getting letters. Are they for us or are they Matt? <laughs> These are for Matt. Okay. Okay, now. Uh, hello! I've been listening to the Ugly Couch Show podcast for about a year, and I've been making my way through the back catalog. Thanks for keeping me entertained for literally hundreds of hours. <laughs> it's true. It You're is welcome. true. I feel a little guilty now. Ooh, I mean, 293 now. This that's we probably yeah, have about an hour and a half an episode. 350 hours, just rough guess. Most more. Ooh, and yeah. there's, there's a good 25 minutes of gold in there. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I'm responsible for 12 seconds of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somewhere around episode 100. And fairly recently, too, Paul made reference to the reunited karaoke video wow. inexplicably featuring a homegrown Spider-Man in tennis shoes and lamented that this video could no longer be found. I found it on YouTube shortly after listening to the episode. <laughs> it's definitely worth a viewing if you haven't already seen it. Thanks again. Keep up the good work. Norm. 
Thanks, Norm. Uh, Norm, uh, thank you. I've already posted it to our Facebook uh, page, so anybody that wants to see the reuspited, uh, yeah, reuspited, and it feels so good. It's the craziest strong. thing. <laughs> I know Jeff was watching it before we began yeah. the show, but yeah, I, I wasn't really... sure what the hell it was. I'm like sitting there watching through it. I'm like, okay, there's a clearly abusive husband dragging his girlfriend slash wife around by the hair. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, don't, and then, don't blow it. Don't, don't spoil it. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spider-Man <laughs> intervenes. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man saves the day. Yeah. As, as, he, did, as, as he will. As he does, yeah. 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 Uh, Pre-Miles Morales. <laughs> right? And very, very precog in that way. It's like, oh, <laughs> this is where we're going with Spidey. Yeah. A little ethnic. Yeah. All right. So thank you, Norm, for sending it my way, and that allowed me to share it with you all. So cool. yes. feel free to take a look at that. Uh, also, I got sent. Gene Henderson sent me uh, something I didn't realize existed. It was a trailer for an upcoming Transformers video game, Tra- yes. Transformers Devastation. I saw this. Have Have you seen this, Paul? I, you, Andy? Of course, dude. No, I haven't. I just pre-ordered the fucking Devastator toy. Uh, you must have. I can't <laughs> wait. It's not connected to the game, but it's Combiner Wars Devastator. Okay. You know about this fucking figure? I you mentioned it last yeah. week. Well, it's out now. Finally. Okay. Big Bad Toy Store had pre-orders, so I was like, yoink. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't fucking wait, but this game looks wonderful. It's got that comic book slash animated cartoon feel to Cell it. shading style. Cell yeah, shading style. That's, that's my only issue with it, because it, <clears throat> it there are elements when it looks exactly like it's right out of the 80s cartoon series, and then it suddenly, you're like, realizing that the cell shading is over all of that. So it looks like the cartoon, cell shaded. It's like it somebody still went back. For me. Yeah. Uh, I, I've said before, I'm not a big fan of the cell shading. It works every now and then, but it seems like it just gets added on to things for no goddamn good reason. I don't know. I thought it lent a lot of good aesthetic to the Borderlands. Yeah. And this is this is the first, to my way of thinking, the first next gen title that's going to be utilizing that. So hopefully. They'll have some advancements with the lighting and whatnot. It looks beautiful. It looks like the Generation yeah. 1 cartoon, yeah. which is all I care about. It's an exciting trailer. And the ending with Devastator coming over the buildings. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got... Can't wait, dude. You know, and speaking of Devastator, something always bothered me with the cartoon. Mm. Okay. It's the, the goddamn Constructicons. Mm-hmm. When they're in their own robot mode, they're the same size as everybody else. But suddenly when they form Devastator, <laughs> they grow to four times their original size. Mm-hmm. How do they do that? Probably the same way that Megatron goes into a smaller right, gun. Right. It's the same problem with yeah. Megatron and with Soundwave. Sure. It's just you can't like wait, he's a he's a micro cassette player. Micro cassette player. Right. And then he's a and then he's a giant. But then Shockwave turns into a giant gun in the cartoon. He does not shrink down to hand size. He turns into his it's gun. Cooler that he's way. a gigantic goddamn gun. Yeah. But so, he's not on Earth. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe because you know Cybertron transform, transformations changed on Cybertron. Sure. And so when they got to Earth, they you know tried to fit in. So they carry the extra mass in a pocket universe. <clears throat> Must or be. They uh, absorb the, or the oxygen molecules. Hey man, them. they I mean, got a space bridge. Don't come mm-hmm. asking them where shit goes and how they transport matter. Yeah. Now, no, don't get me wrong. It's not just Devastator. It's any of the combiners. Because when the Aerobots combined to form Superion, he turned. Four times the size of what he should have been. Same thing with the uh, the Combaticons, and you know I, I could go on and on and on. Because <laughs> well, thankfully, this new run of Devastator, it's all Combiner Wars 
six inch figures okay. for the Constructicon. So when he gets put together, he's going to be about 18 inches tall. So he's going to be properly fucking huge. Well, that's I cool. I can't wait. Yeah. Because I remember when the toys came out and they were like so much smaller yes. than everything else. And even when you made Devastator, like, well, he's almost as big as Megatron. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so crazy. So how much did this new Devastator set you back? Uh, 140. But that's so pre-ordered so and ready to go, right? Now that's six figures, dude. Yeah, I believe me. Maddie Collector has me completely trained to spend way too much cash on toys. <laughs> that's the Maddie Collector has you buy the balls. Mm, they do. Mm. We're almost done. They literally the have start your again. balls in a no, vice no. grip. That's three figures, man. Do your math. It's six figures. Well, okay, but it's six <laughs> six action figures. Don't a- don't ask me to do my math. You know, you know my math is not my strong suit. Yeah, he's only inhaled about four ounces of pina colada so far, mm-hmm. so. and it's all been aerosol. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, we had this letter Torgo and the gang about two weeks ago. I accidentally stumbled across a YouTube channel by a tuber calling herself Comic Girl Nineteen. Are you familiar with this YouTuber? No, I'm not. She is great. I've subscribed to her for a while. I think I remember tweeting you guys about it. Anyhow, she is pretty damned awesome sauce, and I spent a a good few days cherry-picking her various videos to watch. Tons of great movie reviews, comics commentary, and just general geeky stuff. Anyhow, she just did a two-part documentary on the history of the X-Men. Part one is about an hour long, goes into a history of comics in general, the establishment of the Comics Code Authority, the different eras of comics, and the culture of the times in which comics were being produced for for context. Part one is available for free, streaming on YouTube and Vimeo. Part two, however, which is set to release on July 20th, will be paid to watch. No word on price yet, but probably going to be $5 or less. I just finished part one, and there is an amazing amount of great information. I know Paul has his Rachel and Miles fetish, and this is very much in that vein. That's my fetish. Cool. (laughs) I think it's a must-watch for any X-Men or comic fan. I just thought this might be considered newsworthy for mention on the broadcast. Thanks, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are great. Sod Pen. Thanks, Sod Pen. Uh, We'll have to check it out. Yeah, Comic Girl 19 knows her shit. She's very entertaining, Mm -hmm. and... Every episode, whether she's covering uh, new release comics or just a commentary on the alien universe or whatever, she does her research right. and makes it entertaining. So Comic Book Girl 19. Comic, comic Book Girl or Comic Girl 19? Uh, I think it's co- Comic Book Girl 19. Comic Book Girl 19. All right. All right. So, yeah, I stand firmly behind you on that, Sod Pen. I haven't seen this documentary yet, but I would definitely get part two if for no other reason than she deserves that support. So... So go check her out. She's great. I like it. So what geeky things did you do this week, gentlemen? I spent the whole weekend at Combat Con, and it was cool. So you had Combat Con in your circle Yeah. in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I I was actually, I was there the first time they did it, which was like four or five years ago, and this is the fourth time they've done it. Um, And uh, it was okay. Well, it was a stunning review. But the the first one, the first one, because I was way up in the back. This time... I was square. I was off in a corner, but I was right in front of me was the uh, demonstration ring. Okay, and behind me was the uh, the uh, competition ring. Oh, so I, I was between pe- watching people doing whip demonstrations and knife throwing and fighting with electric knives, and then all the serious fighting with electric knives. I, I want to more, know more about electric knives. Yeah, what uh, is an electric knife? It's actually something they use for training. It is a hard plastic knife with a wire running down where the blade would be, um, the edge of the blade, 
Okay. That, that zaps. You can press a button as you're swinging it, and it goes. There's actually a video on my family. Uh, so Facebook. it's not the thing you used to carve turkeys with no. on Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, that was my first thought. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> that's, a fight with electric knives that's, with that's, extension well, cords running for yeah. days would be hilarious. That's where my mind went to. Yeah. Although I have, the guy's to give, cord. I have to give props to Jeff and his uh, stunning reproduction of the sound. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. dead on. Yeah. That takes me back to... <laughs> Smelling a turkey, and no. <laughs> dude, I'm a mimic. I can do these things. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea okay. is that it feels, um, it hurts when it hits you, but doesn't hurt bad, and it feels right. like being cut. It feels so, like you're being cut. So, but not. Okay, so so it's good for knife training. People are actually afraid of being stabbed with it, as opposed to just screwing around. Well, you know what? Turns out I'm already afraid of being stabbed. <laughs> Thanks very much, assholes. Uh, this crowd is not. This, this crowd, crowd is was crazy, beating then. the shit out of each other with swords and clubs and and yeah, but I mean, behind me was a competition stuff, so that was like watching you know people getting ready for a boxing match or all psyching themselves up. I mean, right in front of me, there was like I was I was in, so, I was in the full drama zone where all these people were getting psyched up to get beat up. And so they, so what was it? Just fisticuffs or what, what were they fighting? All about? kinds of weapons, a lot of sword fighting. Um, the the one that sticks on my head there was a rapier fight actually I'll go back to the rapier thing in a minute but um there was a rapier fight going on and a guy comes out and somebody comes up behind him and goes you know the tip came off there are you okay and he goes yeah I think so and he starts pulling but he goes, oh there's blood oh, 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 oh. he'd been stabbed pretty deep without realizing it <laughs> combat con. yeah oh it was it was uh, pretty amazing the first combat con <laughs> I saw taser fighting but uh, they didn't do that this year. The, the highlight, the biggest, the, my favorite thing was the uh, um, the last day they had <laughs> it's a. It's gonna uh, be the last day. I don't know. The last day they uh, they had. Um, Campbell, what they call it? They gave us some euphemism, but basically it was a bunch of people in a room taking three turns. You know, each taking three whacks at a uh, filing cabinet. They just beat a filing cabinet at the Ford Raw filing cabinet with. Any weapon they had, okay. all, they had all table full weapons. They were hitting them with giant axes and clubs. It's like and the uh, the old yeah. church charity bashing yeah. car to death. Yeah. Except it was a filing cabinet. Yeah, yeah it was a filing cabinet. And, and they many just, more uh, weapons instead of just a sledgehammer. I, yeah. Actually, I went more to the the uh, Street Fighter Two. Oh yeah, beat up the car. But yeah, that was that was. Oh my god! Right. And then they changed it later to, oh, my car. Right. <laughs> Can't offend the goddies. Yeah. God, I nice. forgot about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, um, Kay was there on the last day. I think, oh. it was, I, mean, I think on the last day, just to be a fan to walk okay, around. I was, was hoping it. he was beating up a file cabinet. No, no. But, but just to walk around, it was like 15 bucks on the last day. I think it was 25 on Saturday. Um, there was a lot more if you wanted to get involved in taking the classes and, and actually competing. But uh, okay. I don't know if we have a huge crowd like that and those that do – and, you know, amongst our listeners, I'm sure you know there's a few of us, and they knew about Combat Con already. But just as a thing to watch, it was well worth the 15 to 25 bucks. Actually, on Saturday, you could have paid 25 bucks to go walk around a Combat Con and see all that crazy stuff and see the vendor booths, and then you could have gone to the uh, Time Travelers Ball in the evening, which was you know a whole bunch of people in costumes dancing. Okay. Any specific kind of costume, like any time of era yeah, history, any about anything. I mean, oh. there, I saw a gladiator uh, swing dancing with uh, Doctor Who. I think um, that's that not right. Like a typical Comic Con. <laughs> I can't remember if this. Yeah, but anyways, I mean, there was you know there was you know uh, a lot of pirates, a lot of Renaissance fair costumes. I but imagine so. Also, a lot of theater people because a lot of these classes, a lot of the classes are um, stage fighting classes. Okay. In fact, Corey Leviton was there. Um, he actually wrote the article for Men's Health about oh, cool. uh, um, taking a class about how to be a superhero, which was 
about pretending to be a superhero and stage fighting. So when the dancing came, like the swing dance stuff came out, and it's like suddenly it's you know uh, it was uh, you know it was uh, you know the forties. Everyone's swinging around and flipping mm-hmm. around, and I mean amazing dancers. I the, the dancing dancing level was so high that I just like I will just stand back and watch. I don't need to go, get in there. I don't need to go out and embarrass myself amongst the gods. <laughs> nice. Anything else you do, gentlemen? Uh, well, besides playing a shit ton of Batman Arkham, you're I, nearly seventy five percent. I am near. I'm like seventy four and change percent done. Does that include the now, uh, side missions, or is that just the main story? That mission? doesn't. Yeah, the, the main story mission is the one that gives you the, the main counter. Okay. Um, I've I just what I was telling Todd earlier is that I'm in the uh, mode of farming experience points right now because I have a feeling the Next couple of times I go back into the main story mission, I'm going to need all the equipment that, that Batman has because even just the side mission stuff is getting tougher now. Mm. So it's getting to the point where... It's a tough game. Oh, it's it's never been an easy game. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's It's been a challenge. It always has been. But, you know, when you're putting four or five hours a night into it... <laughs> I but, dip uh, my toe in and then I, I bust right out. I got stuck today. Stuck today. Yeah, I uh, I booted it up just to play for a few minutes, and that's all it let me do because Batman flew into a grate and stuck there. Nice. <laughs> what? He flew into a grate and stuck on a building. Oh, that's always fun. And he just was burnt, so... stuck there, arms out <laughs> like a little bat Jesus. Did you use was the it? thing to record the, uh, the moment? I wanted to. <laughs> it's still sitting there in hold mode so i bet when i boot it up again it'll still be there was it like the bat motel the game bats and go come back in and your... don't come out i will have to do that huh was it like the bat motel bats come in but they don't come out yep no. <laughs> he got stuck right there and it's just like oh boy also this is a weird thing when i was playing it and i don't know if this is the way it is but i went in to go talk to oracle in the uh the very first time you meet oracle mm-hmm. and you go into that uh that old tower uh-huh the clock tower it was raining inside the clock tower. <laughs> Is that right? Um, it wasn't in mine. Okay, but. yeah. Because I was like, it's raining in the clock tower. And I got out of the clock tower. And I'm like, okay, it's still raining out here. And I went back inside. And I'm like, it's really raining in here. <laughs> like, the, 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 But the floors were getting wet. And there was just rain everywhere. Really? Yeah. And wow. it was rain, it was hitting Batman. Was it was like hitting an Oracle. opening in the top? Or no, no. There was a roof. And okay. I was like, why is it raining in the in the Oracle building? I'm like, I'm like. Well, that's atmospheric. And then I'm like, wait, that's stupid. There's so much fucking electronics and everything. It's, it's Zatanna. Yeah. It was. So Paul, I got I, some buggy fucking Batman I, I, going I, I, on I, I, right oh, now. It's, I, I it's think, got some bugs. Yeah. Don't get me I wrong. I think you got a Momo game. <laughs> it's buggy. I think you have a special game. It's, I do know they recently updated it. And, short yeah. bus Batman. And they've got their whole team going nuts because the, apparently the PC version Oh, the PC is version broken. is bar- broken to fact, beyond they repair. stopped selling it. Yeah. They yeah. said we can't. It's sell such this a. Now. They yeah. yanked it from like Steam and like other catalogs. Probably could have used a couple more months. Yeah. Huh. Imagine that. I know. Well, they already did delay it. It was supposed to be yeah. Christmas. But, but uh, I, I say, yeah. you know what? Delay your game as long as you have to. Yeah. They're you know? they're spoiled because they can put stuff out broken. That's part uh, of it, and also part of it is the uh, AAA people saying this is the date you cannot go past the date we release, no matter what. Yeah. Even if that no matter what means that you can't play the game. I was a little bit heartbroken. Uh, I went ahead and bought the PS4 with the game included. But then two days later, I saw in the wild the deluxe Batman edition Uh PS4. Oh, kind of gray. Smoke smoke gray. Gray one. 50 bucks more. 
It would have been worth it. I would have been worth it, but and so I was a little heartbroken. But I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm not. I'm not even gonna go to the hat. You know what? I, like, I could have returned it, but I was like, nah, I'm not gonna you, go. You to know the what? Hassle. Just buy that one and give me the other one. Right. I should just buy you one. <laughs> uh, it's uh, but it's I okay. Like, uh, I, I'm not really looking at the console. I would have liked the controller more than anything, but it's fine. But it, they're out there. They're in the wild. The other thing I did today is I went uh, this afternoon. I went and saw Ted too. Okay. Oh, okay. McFarlane. Are you happy? God, oh God, that that man just knows my comic <laughs> styling. It's uh, true, you know my comic sensibility. Because I mean, every single little bit of that film, I mean, it's layered. I mean, it's multi-layered. I mean, even like some scenes, if you're not paying attention to what's going on in the background, you're missing things. So he's got stuff going on all the time. But I mean, it's. It's definitely my comic sensibility. I mean, McFarlane just, I mean, you know, he's hes our age, so of course he grew up with a lot of the same stuff. Sure. Um, brings back stuff, you know, pop culture references I've forgotten about, which is saying a lot. But And, and I hesitate to say more because there is a lot of this stuff that I thought was completely hilarious that... Uh, Unfortunately, would be spoilerific if I told you yeah, about that, some of the it's scenes. Too new, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely go see it, especially if you like the first one. Um, I I can't say enough good stuff about it. And God damn it, I the, the saddest part was that when I went and saw it in the theater, I saw it in the afternoon, so it was a matinee. Um, there were maybe ten people in the theater. There were a couple spots where I got what he was going for with the joke and clearly nobody else did in the theater because i'm laughing out loud and i'm the only one laughing in the theater and i like i said i can't tell you the specifics without giving away a major uh comic portion but uh yeah really really good i highly recommend it i think the last time you told a story like this was the alan parsons project from austin powers okay oh yeah yeah that was another one Happened to be in college when that came out, and nobody got the Alan Parsons project. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're not old like me. I would, I got it. <laughs> in fact, there's even there was even uh, where they, they there's a scene where they go to the improv in Boston, Paul. That it's definitely. I'm not going to tell you anything I'm more sure. about the scene, but well, he knows. You, you would uh, you he, would definitely enjoy he that. Killed scene. with that that Family Guy bit. Would they do their improv thing? God damn. <laughs> Heal the banana. Refresh my memory. Heal I'm not sure I banana. saw that. And it's just classic. It's just when Peter keeps doing his John Wayne impression all the time. It's just, oh. Yeah, and they just they're just terrible. What they call they call themselves mixed nuts, I think. Okay. Yeah, they're just that sounds about right. Yeah, they're so troop. so dumb. It's great, but it's perfect. Because it's, it's improv, baby. It's fucking improv. Uh, God. Which reminds me, how'd it go? Um, did, did, did they get any feedback from the producers? Uh, they enjoyed the show. And there you go. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. The the standard, yeah, we enjoyed it. And yep. then never hear anything again. No, not, you know, we're not off the radar yet. So we'll see. We're going to just keep plugging away. We're oh, yeah. doing, doing a lot of good stuff. So do your thing. Something will, something will click in. I went to see Wrestling. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. So uh, Sunday night, I got to go watch uh, FSW's latest survival of the fittest. And if you're interested at all, check out at the famous Paul on Twitter, and you can see all my recap <laughs> uh, pictures and commentary from the night. It was a good night. Sweet. Yeah. I've been rereading. Uh, or rereading. First time I read it was on audiobook book abridged. 
probably in high school. William Shatner's Star Trek movie memories. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's, it's an autobiography, but just about the Star Trek movies. And he gets quotes from everybody else. He, like, half that book he didn't write because they were basically interviews with... Oh, yeah. With uh, Leonard Nimoy and Nick Meyer and everybody else behind Uncensored interviews, Yes, too. It, it, it leaves it out. But this has now led me to start re-watching the, the Star Trek movies. So I did right. start with the motion, motion picture. picture. And did you fall asleep? I didn't fall asleep. Not that it didn't try. Yeah, it tries hard. It... That, talk about a movie that is so in love with its special effects that lovingly, no dialogue, just music and long, loving shots of spacecraft. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, we got to remember they hadn't seen we hadn't seen the Enterprise in oh, I realize 10 years. it is making long, but yeah, that is long love, totally a money with shot the when, they, when that when the when this Enterprise appears. That is it's, right. It's got to be at least seven or eight minutes long. Yeah. of just panning around the ship. well, not just that when they show the V'ger ship. At the end, mm-hmm. it's just as long. Wow, and and frankly, a little less interesting. Does he go into there why those scenes are so long? Because I can tell you, there's some pretty interesting well, background for those special effects scenes. I have the director's cut, and I haven't watched it. Oh, he means in the book. So it, I, I right. and didn't really go into it in the book. All right, so a lot of Star Trek fans already know this out there. So if I don't. You go, know this before. Me. So I apologize for repeating, but oh, all right, eighteen of you. So tune out. Star Trek: The Motion Picture was on a deadline to get in the theaters. They literally had cans of movie prints ready to go, simply needing to splice in the special effects. They did not get the special effects until the eleventh hour from the company they hired to do the special effects. Uh, the name of the company escapes me right now. So literally, Bob Wise, that directed the the movie, hadn't seen anything prior to it going to the theaters. So they didn't have any of these effect shots. They didn't. Have any, they didn't know what was going into the movie. So they put in everything. Well, it, some of these were so long. It's like, oh well, we don't have time to cut this down. We don't have time to. It's literally like splice it in and get it to the theaters. I got you. So literally, they, so they, they got had this, they had kind these, of a production line thing. There's there's pictures of it out there, but they have like one of the sound stages at Paramount that just has tables of film prints with special effects shots being spliced in and boxed up and sent out. Wow, that does explain so a lot. It does explain a lot. Now they did plan the 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 Enterprise, the travel from the the space station with Kirk and Scotty. That was planned. That was to be a, that? a planned. That was a storyboarded shot that okay. they said, you know, you've got because, every angle. Well, that was the thing. That was the, and just what Andy and, and said. And I realize that it's been ten years since we've seen the Enterprise, roughly at that point. But yeah, and then of course there's the whole notion that we spent all this money for this. Well, we're gonna use every single minute of what we have. <laughs> total, total. Audience, ship be porn. damned. That well, that that was that was a Paramount thing. But I mean, but yeah, they didn't really have time to cut any of it down. The, now the the issue the the episode that you, or the uh, the copy that you have is the special director's edition, right? right but I watched it on Netflix. Okay, so I watched the original cut because that was the one where Bob Wise actually went in before he passed and fixed a few things. Well, did did the effects the way that he wanted them done? All right, I, I had, had originally been it planned out. And comparing it, um, so yeah, 
and what thing is that I I really love the central idea of that movie. I love the idea of it's spoiler if you haven't seen it because damn it, it's an old movie. But that a V'ger coming back to finish its quest, that Voyager, and such a great idea, but drawn out in a very boring. Such way. a great idea. Mm-hmm. They had already done it in the original series. Right. And it was called the Changeling. Yes. Yeah. And, and then they expanded on it in the uh, next generation with the Borg. Well, it's fascinating that the story was originally supposed to be the pilot for a new Star Trek TV series. And at the 11th hour, again, Paramount changed their mind. And instead of making it, and it was because Star Wars had right. come out, they changed their mind and said, well, couldn't we just turn this into a movie? And for you, so su- they did refurbishments on the sets. They did some improvements yeah. and and uh, built an entirely new model based on the designs that they had for the TV series. It's only a model. It's called Star Trek Phase Two. There's a there's a book about it out there that talks about Star Trek Phase Two. It's really fascinating. And for you book nerds out there, the central idea of the V'ger concept came from Alan Dean Foster. So, writer of many movie adaptation novelizations. Well, they're still talking about that stuff today. On coast to coast, oh, oh, are they now? Oh, they're always like, I, I'm worried about all this information we sent out there to the aliens. They're gonna come back and attack us. Okay, Those, oh. so um, what do you think about uh, the aliens there? Um, <laughs> Shut up, George Nori. Here in a minute. You're dumb uh, news. You don't give a shit about. A film adaptation of the game series Uncharted, which is a mix of Indiana Jones and National Treasure, has been in the works since around 2008. Director Seth Gordon signed on in 2014, and the film looked like it might actually enter production. The rap confirms Gordon has left the project, apparently over creative and budgetary issues passed down from the Sony brass. Apparently Gordon's pitch was for a big-budget adaptation, but Sony's chief, Tom Rothman, didn't want to commit that type of money to the project. So Gordon left, and now this one is heading into a, quote, new creative direction, which means development hell for a few more years while they figure out how to make the film on a more manageable budget. So Fine, yeah. whatever. I've yet to play any of them. I'm looking forward to that. That's one of my PS4 investments. That is a really fun series. They did that one right. But, uh, oof. I don't know. Anything coming from t- Sony Brass makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah, they don't exactly make the wisest choices. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want a reaction because we've heard the story so many right, times exactly. now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like, oh, this again. Damn. Well, I mean, it's it's history repeating itself over and over and over at Sony. And it will. really is. And will. This yeah. is not going to change. I mean, unless they do like a major management shakeup. And, I- insert you know. new movie here in three weeks. Yeah, exactly. The danger is if Pixels is successful. Is it already out? Not yet. Not yet. No. I think Pixels it's is successful, next Friday, if I'm not mistaken. And every video game from now on will just be live-action comedy actors surrounded by weird, almost just straight-up video game versions of video yeah. characters in weird situations on the earth. I took a picture when I was in L.A. of um, a billboard for that that was a giant Pac-Man that was, it was fully dimensional. Cool. The rest of the billboard was flat, but Pac-Man was... Half, half, you know, half a half of a dome, mm-hmm. or with full dome. I guess. I think there could be an interesting idea in that concept. There I is. don't, but this is not it. No. Well, it started off as just a uh, video project, like an art project. A guy just did 
these imaginings of these giant video game characters in cityscapes. Okay. Isn't like Adam Sandler or somebody who's going to horrify us in this thing is like, you who, have, who's in the cast? Yeah, he's the main guy. Adam it Sandler, is Adam Sandler. Okay. I like Clark uh, Duke. Clark Duke's in it. Right. I like him. Mr. Game of Thrones is in it. Uh, Mr. Game of Thrones and Kevin James. Yeah. Well, it's Adam Kevin Sandler. James and Kevin Adam James. Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, well, here Ke- we go. Kevin James wouldn't have a job without him. No. Nope. <laughs> there was some joke that they made it was making fun of Sandler. He's like, "What are you going to throw like at Kevin James and like David Spade in your film?" Some I forget what movie it was, and, but yeah, it was it was one of those making fun of themselves. But yeah, it was. Uh, it really is. It's like Adam Sandler. Okay, who's going to be in it? Here's a short list of actors that are going to be in the movie sure. with Adam Sandler. It, it the movie looks like bunkhole though. Uh-huh. The, the preview's terrible. Uh, news you don't give a shit about. Uh, Microsoft announced at E3 last week that it was working on an early access program for Xbox One. We talked about that. Uh, clearly inspired by Valve's early access program for Steam. Now Nintendo is saying that they are considering such a program as well. Uh, speaking to Polygon, Nintendo of America's third-party relations and indie development head Damon Baker said that while they don't have anything to announce at this point, his company is kicking the idea around. Quote, working out some of the kinks, the server loads are what matching those expectations so that there's a prime experience when it does, when the full version actually launches. So there could be benefits there, but I think it's a very sensitive topic because we wouldn't want to ask you ask money for something that doesn't become fully realized. Uh, I appreciate that final sentence notion, but if they're going the, uh, the same access route, I just I just hate it. With every fiber of my being, just because they all turn into DayZ mm-hmm. or Rust or yeah. games that will never be finished, mm-hmm. good enough because they've made already made plenty of money on them. Mm-hmm. There's no need to finish them. Yeah, it's weird. So it'd be like playing a an alpha version of the game for Forever. the rest of your life. Forever, yeah. yeah. That they oh. keep tweaking here and there, or a broken beta. Right, Minecraft started that way that's kind of what kicked this whole thing off they sold an early version of it but the thing is minecraft finished and they're still updating it but mm-hmm. the finished game was released and it's, still, a- and it's a little different than say kickstarter because kickstarter they finished those games for the most part tend to come out as released and you get a copy when it comes out and you get to play beta if you want to and whatever but the whole idea of funneling money into a game that never gets finished blows my mind. I got some Kickstarter news from Combat Con. Did you know? What you got? Yeah. I remember uh, Maxwell Alexander Drake. Drake, the guy, the writer we met at the... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, he, um, apparently for the last couple of years, has been working on... Um, well, probably through the last year, uh, has been working with... Um, EverQuest Now, right? No, he's well that too, but he's also been. But the last he's been uh, pet project is uh, Larry Elmore's Snurf Quest from Dragon. Seriously, Magazine. I haven't even thought about that thing in years. He was talking to his friends with Larry Elmore, and he's talking to them, why didn't why didn't you ever put that out as a graphic novel? And he goes, oh no, is that crap now? And and you know we only have the bad skins. So oh, he so he's f- been he put up a Kickstarter, and he's been uh, taking it you know by hand trying to get it through. And then when the pages came through, they were screwed up. So he's learned to draw on the computer. He's been when I, at the con when he was sitting around waiting for people to talk to him. He was working on one of the perks, which was a playing card set. 
If you're not familiar with Snarf Quest, it was a comic book series that was in the old uh, Dragon magazine. That's TSR's Dungeons & Dragons monthly magazine that had uh, additional classes and spells and sometimes adventure. But in the back, there was always Snarf Quest on continuing adventures. And now there'll be a completed graphic novel of all the Snarf Quest stuff from the Dragon magazine. The only thing we won't have is he put out a new story like two years ago. Okay. That's not in there, but everything from will be there, and it'll be all cleaned up and refined and beautiful. Nice, just for nostalgia cool. factor. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. That's cool. It's like they're reprints of all the He-Man comics that I'm getting. Right. Yep. Let's do it. All the mini oh, comics. Man, I saw some. Somebody posted a weird YouTube video of some guy in a He-Man costume mouthing the. Uh, yep. What it's is strange? Weird. It's strange. <clears throat> oh, the internet. Thank you for being who you are. Mm-hmm. Was it the live action version of the What's Going no. On one? No, no this you is a different seen one. This one, yeah. Okay. It was a man who just screamed, I am gay and, and I am He Man. <laughs> Pretty much. It was the gay. Or, or just really German. Could be really German. <laughs> You're right. You can't quite yeah. tell with the He Man's. And the He Man stuff is really big in Germany, too. So. Okay. They just, uh, some fans over there just reissued. They started this whole new He Man fan magazine. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just into issue three, I believe. So he fan. I'm glad the fanzines are still around. Yep. Yeah, there are. There are some. Uh, however, news you don't give a shit about uh, the developer of Star Citizen, that is the Uber PC game, full space flight Chris, combat, uh, everything else sim. Chris, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's, it's the Wing Commander guy, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Yeah, Chris. Uh, Oh, what is his last name? Well, why are you thinking? Chris always Carter, but it's not. No. Uh, the developer, developer of Star Citizen. I know the company is. Uh, what's that? The company called? Origin. It's called Cloud. No, somebody oh, always works for Origin. No, this is a new company. Eighties yeah. on it. The uh, developer of Star Citizen is currently selling a four hundred dollars ship called the Genesis Starliner, a Starcraft aimed at the player who's interested in pursuing an in-game career in transporting other players through the game's universe in total luxury. Chris Roberts? That's it, Chris Roberts. The Genesis Starliner, which is available for pre-purchase for a limited time and is being sold to help fund development of the game, holds up to eight crew members and up to 40 passengers, comes in a variety of potential configurations with entertainment and beverage options for virtual flyers. Again, this is a digital virtual This is a $400 digital chip. Yes. Dude, that's not the most expensive thing they're selling. No, no. it isn't. Uh, The developer of Star Citizen so far has raised more than $84 million in crowdfunding to develop the space sim. Uh, However, it was announced this week that the game's first-person shooter module has been delayed indefinitely. There's an update on Star Citizen and its multi-hundred dollar ships. Wow. That's the thing that really just blows my mind is I bulk a little bit with buying digital things for, you know, games, downloads, DLC. Oh, yeah. Uh, That stuff runs, you know, 99 cents to $10 for the really big, bigger whoppers. But $400 for a digital piece of... uh, Spacecraft. I can't bring myself yeah. to spend the fifty bucks to buy the Serenity Yahtzee that comes with the, the Yahtzee. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's true because I've looked and, at and it I can in hold the that. same way. I can rub it on myself. 
Yeah. Sometimes it just appeals to the completionist nature of certain individuals. Oh, and this this game, has, for how much people have spent on it already, this game has got to be the second coming, although anything less. Right. Well, you know, I played a lot of Wing Commander as a kid. And I'm not saying there's not pedigree. Watched a lot of Privateer for my mm-hmm. friends playing Privateer when they when we were in college. And the guy, yeah, he knows how to build a great game. He does. It's going to be good. I hope so. I don't know if it'll be as good as everybody's making it out to be. Well, what makes people me... are leaving Eve right now? Yes, it's starting to have a dip. That that doesn't surprise. But Eve is such a. There's no new blood going into Eve. It's a different thing. Yeah, that's such a. Isn't hard... Eve that game that Facebook keeps trying to get me to play that has busty chicks in it? No. No. Oh, what's that thing? <laughs> that's... that's all the rest of the games on oh, Facebook. Okay. Is it not God, that God game of War? No, not chicks. God of War. Uh, shoot. Clash what of Clans. Clash... No, Clash of Clans is Clash a game of war. war. Game, game of, of War because that's game such, of war. Yeah, that's the best game title ever. Oh, game of wait, War. Wait, 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 wait. Fin- finish it first. Game of War Fire Age. Yeah. Shit on that. <laughs> but what gets me about Star Citizen is it starting to feel the more I see of this stuff like Second Life. The the virtual life simulator. Oh, these people are going to be living in there. There's no doubt about it. Um, I mean, as as right here, you can own a luxury liner to ferry people throughout the cosmos. You get to be a space Uber driver. Yes, <laughs> for four hundred dollars. You get to be space captain Stubing. You mm-hmm. get to pay to be a, a taxi driver. Yeah, yeah. you can run your the own love, love starship. Oh yep. God, that the, 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 that Star Trek the <laughs> love boat, the next generation from when Patrick Stewart set a course as, as, as for an love. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, Data, this is a human heart. Yes, sir, but it is dipped in chocolate. <laughs> oh, Data, you've got a lot to learn. <laughs> we can geek! Good stuff. Hey. This is one of those cuspers. Cusper. I, I, I don't know what to think about this one. Warner Brothers, your favorite two words together, announced some studio shuffling for its DC and Vertigo movies. Uh-oh. They announced that major DC movies like Justice League and Wonder Woman will fall under the main Warner Brothers banner, while the Vertigo-centric projects like Sandman will be shifted over to Warner's sister arm, New Line Cinema. That's fine. The move helps provide a logical way to distinguish the Vertigo projects from movies that are expected to fall within the connected Justice League universe. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the long-gestating Justice League Dark Project, a.k.a. Dark Universe, will remain at Warner Brothers. This confirms that the film, which expects to star DC characters like Constantine, Swamp Thing, and Zatanna, is still in development. It also makes it relatively clear the studio aims to bring the dark fantasy corner of the DC Universe into the main continuity with Justice League. Marvel is doing the same with Doctor Strange. Uh, But... It seems that the long gestation process might have uh, caused the project's original would-be director, Guillermo del Toro, to move on. Uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't been able to finish a project ever. He's, he can't finish anything lately. What do you hey, mean? When you get a little uh, yeah, older, he finish, you, know, he's, he's, you have all trouble He's got that. a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, he gave you Pacific Rim. He's got uh, that uh, uh, Haunted House movie coming up. Oh, that yeah. That's Crimson actually, Peak. I'm interested in that. That's a beautiful looking film. We'll see. Well, let's look at his IMDb. Let's see what he's done. Oh, I mean, he's done a lot. I mean, he's been talking. <laughs> about, no, I mean recently. He's I just been mean talking about. He's had a lot of projects pulled from him. Well, this is I'm true. not saying he can't complete a project. I'm saying a lot of projects have been pulled from him. That's true. We have recently in the Mountains of Madness was right. one of his PT. 
PT. You know what I'm saying? This has been in this now. Yeah. It's not the first thing that he's had yanked. Sure. But I think it's more that he's... Oh, and he had, he had the Hobbit movies yanked from him. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, you know, it's... Yeah. Well, uh, I thought he, he notes that the... he, he probably has to step away to finish Pacific Rim 2 and to uh, wrap up uh, Crimson Peak. So. Pacific Rim He's only two. directed 18 films? Wow. What? That's insane! <laughs> only. It's a fuck ton of movies! <laughs> I just thought it was more is all I'm saying. I can't even imagine. Yeah, uh, he's... Directing go- episodes of The Strain on TV. Well, that's a, f- um, a book that he co-wrote with Chuck Hogan. That was post-Pacific Rim. So he was writing um, books during that time. He's, he's, How many uh, movies he's did Kubrick do? He did a video game direction for the Pacific Rim video game. 12 for uh, Kubrick? 13, something like that? Sounds about right. Crimson Peak is his current project. That's supposed to be out this year. And then all it has listed is potential upcoming projects, Pacific Rim 2. In 2017, that's the only one. That's the only one they have listed. Okay. But, but that's that's IMDb. So I mean, it's sure. well, you know, he's getting a lot of money to do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's and probably he's... getting more money not to make movies than most people are getting to make <laughs> movies. Hey, true. you know, with those pay or play contracts, this sometimes I mean, look at Tim Burton and uh, you know, my hair is a bird. <laughs> <laughs> my hair is a bird. That's one we haven't said on the show for a while. But yeah, those guys got paid big money to make a film that yeah. they didn't make. Yeah, I want that contract. Jurassic World producer Frank Marshall and DreamWorks uh, is diving back into Michael Crichton novels for their next sci-fi project uh, with Micro. Uh, Crichton's fringe sci-fi techno-thriller centered around a shadowy nanotech corporation and a shrunken group of research students roaming the wilds of a Hawaiian rainforest. Micro a was shrunken group? Shrunken group. A They're group small been, people. You know, Ant-Man. Inner space. They're Ant-Man-sized in a... In a Hawaiian... In a jungle? A Hawaiian jungle, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Micro was Crichton's final novel before his untimely death in 2008, uh, published uh, posthumously in 2011 after being discovered as an untitled, unfinished manuscript on the author's computer at the time of his death. Micro was completed by the Hot Zones' Richard Preston during Crichton's own, using Crichton's own remaining notes and research, and released by HarperCollins. Of course, it's too early. No directors or casting choices have yet been announced. Did you read this yet? Uh, that's one I haven't read because there came a point in Crichton's writing career that his brain just went nuts. Like, like after Lost World, he wrote, uh, I think, like was it Airframe or something like that? Uh, some postmodern terrorist thing. And it's just, it's just his brain just got weird. Off the rails. Yeah, just went a little too off the rails for me, and I stopped caring. Whereas, um, oh, crap, uh, Discworld. Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett was like like right and right at the end, even though he was losing his mind. Yeah, but and that kind of fits with Discworld. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. So it's basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, only the true horror film. Hey, that I'm all for been. movies about miniaturization. It's Fantastic no, I, Voyage. Yeah, sure. Well, Which, I mean, shoot. I mean, if you think about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, that film should have been a lot scarier than it was, considering the the material. Oh, sure. I mean, it's Disney, so clearly, you know, they they. You know, did took the whole roller coaster ride of. It's still know. pretty horrific. That man almost ate his baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like you had the little. He almost ate his baby in a in a Cheerio. As you say, it's the classic Disney formula where you you give little bits of horror sprinkled in with your 
your little bits of joy like oh look i i tamed the ant and he's now our friend versus oh my god he's about to eat his own kid yeah just uh and i will crazy. say though richard preston uh that's the guy that wrote the hot zone remember the hot zone came out in the 90s basically a book that introduced i think the world to I think it was Ebola, but it was one of those flesh eating yeah, viruses. Yeah, Ebola. Yeah, I think I'm pretty yeah, sure it's Ebola. Yeah, basically that book terrorized people in the '90s. Yep. So if anybody can finish that book, I can get behind that. All right. It was the jaws of diseases. Yeah, the jaws yes. of diseases. <laughs> <laughs> I am the jaws of diseases. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than Mr. Game of Thrones. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Game of Thrones. All right. One bit of sad news, uh, British actor Patrick McNee died. His official website reports he passed away of natural causes at his home in Rancho Mirage, California. He was 93. The TV stalwart racked up over 150 screen credits during his career, but McNee is most well-known for his uh, 1960 spy series, The, Av- the Avengers. Mm, where he played right. Captain America. Yes, no. The, uh, from <laughs> 1961 to 69, he played the part of bowler hat-wearing secret agent John Steed. Outside of the Avengers, McNee appeared in several cult classics, including The Howling as the main lycanthrope and Dr. George Wagner, and then this is Spinal Tap, the record company executive, Dr. Dennis Ettenhog. Nice. So. Right. You know, I think there is actually a common connection to the, uh, the um, Patrick McNee Avengers, which is um, the Hellfire Club. Uh, I can see that. Which is taken like, out of an episode of sure. the Avengers. Yeah. And they did try to reboot the Avengers as a movie. They did that. Yeah, it yeah. didn't, didn't take off, but Uma no. Thurman and yeah. uh, Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ray Fiennes was that character. Yes. Yeah. Right. Ninety-three. I, I, man. I, I actually You've didn't. done it. You've made it. Yeah, make it to ninety-three. Absolutely. Yeah, you did it. I, I, I can only did, wish. I did right. watch that show when it was when it was in production. I did. That was one of the shows I remember watching as a really young kid. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, were you, in, you were into it? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That and Wild Wild West. He used to take up people as umbrella all the time. That was his weapon. I definitely had an umbrella. I was swinging around. Yeah, awesome. Which is a great visual. Oh yeah. By the way, young Andy swinging an umbrella. I got a vision <laughs> of, of the Jedi kid. You know? Towel tied around my neck. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm talking young. I'm talking six. I'm not talking. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's not the vision I have, but sure, go ahead with okay. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Lin has confirmed that beyond will indeed be the title of the third movie in the rebooted Star Trek franchise. So Star Trek Beyond. That's the official name. Not exciting, but I figured, fine. You, I figured you should know. It's great. Beyond. It's a good name. Yeah. It's, well, it's better than the last. Well, it's funny, though, is that Paramount, Into darkness. Paramount had to buy that website from a guy that was trying to do a... This really kind of a involved story, but I'll try to make it. Oh, as good! As Here we go. I'm going to try to just, condense so, it as so much as you, I well, can. We, I think I think we can condense it pretty much. Guys trying to do a Star Trek project, Star Trek Beyond. No, he's Paramount funny. needs that website. Negotiations happen. They buy it. But he also got to do a pitch for his series oh, in front of Paramount. That was part I, of the deal. Yes. Ah, did yeah, it so, go forward? Uh, nope. nope. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He and had his name, and his name was Michael Dorn. As you know, he's, a, he's a she's a shrewd negotiator. Okay, you can purchase the website, but I get to ask you if I can make my crazy movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure, Go sure. On, come sure. on down. <laughs> come on down. Ooh, Bring your chalkboard. We're gonna have to reduce Let's the price this. of a few thousand, though. Is that okay? Of course, as long as you get to it. Uh, if you'll at least 
at least take a look at my vision. Uh, Get involved. Uh, will you bring scones? Will you entertain my vision if I bring scones? I will listen to your vision. Great. Scones it is. <laughs> Boy, I'm a shrewd negotiator. Actually, good what's, for him. What's yeah, this? I was going to say, he's the only person that has ever attempted to do a fan series that it got to do an actual pitch in front of Paramount. Good for him, man. For it, and so. nobody in that room mimicked uh, whacking off when he left. Well, Probably. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, that is that is truly a sign of the changing times that the execs are going, oh, yeah, YouTube makes money. Fan-produced stuff makes money. This well, could it, make money, and this was for a TV series, not a yeah. not a movie, yeah. okay. because apparently Paramount is interested well, in getting it back on television. Also, yep. what what could they lose? The guy right, puts forward they, a great idea, they make a show, or he doesn't, uh, and they uh, lost. What, what could they lose? The guy in, puts forward a great idea, and instead of Babylon Five, they make DS Nine. <laughs> right? Huh? It's a familiar fucking tale from Paramount. Well, I mean, back in was it April? Thieves was the ten year mark from when Enterprise went off the air. It's now been ten years since. There have been any Star Trek episodes newly produced on television. I know that Michael Dorn is got a pitch meeting coming up for his. But series. he's he's been Captain Worf. He's calling it now, Tales of the Next Generation, Captain Worf. <laughs> All I know is he's been working he on still that wants project Captain Worf. Like, he still there. wants yeah. Captain Worf. He's been working on that project Michael for like Dorn, three years. Actor. So. He's. I don't know. It's he's not, not gonna go that anywhere. good. You don't watch, think he can watch. carry as the captain? No, no I'm way. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'll watch. Say it? I'll watch Kern. I'll watch Captain Kern all fucking day. Tony Todd can. Oh, I, there's no finer Klingon out there. I will take Tony Todd at any show he wants to do. Right? But Worf, son of Moog. Hang it the <laughs> fuck up, dude. I want to pitch a little something at you. Captain oh, Voha. Oh, did you bring scones? <clears throat> uh, it's Lieutenant Commander Voha. <laughs> No, he no, got this, demoted. Oh, get demoted again? <laughs> <laughs> it happened a while back. He was a captain briefly. I'd watch that show. Shit, what was my ship called? Oh, man. I think I you told me like once, so I don't remember. I didn't talk about it a lot, but I had a bird of prey. So I got, I was Voha of the son of, Va- the son of Vong. My <laughs> wife, or my, my, my mother's Mama name Kai. was Vana. And uh, I had a... Uh, a Parmak, who I uh, had an on-again, off-again relationship with. She was a trill named uh, Jota Juno. Uh, that didn't ever come to fruition. Uh, but yeah, I did weapons trading. Uh, what, was, what was my ship called? It meant... Oh, the Ikhjech. That's my ship. The Ikhjech. The Ikhjech. Yeah. It was means, it, it means was, beautiful disguise. Was, was it a Yiddish oh. ship? No. <laughs> dude, dude, you know Klingon know, was written know, by yeah, a, a, a Jewish dude. Yeah. Uh, the Ikhjech is the name of my uh, bird of prey. I actually dig that name. The beautiful disguise, yeah. The Ikhjech. You dare. You dare to challenge me and the Ikhjech. Jim's doing wasn't Jewish. No, he started it with just going, <laughs> but then and Mark, uh, Mark Ogren, yeah. he's the one that took it and ran with it. I always loved your Vong stuff anytime you would drop into that character. The old stories of Vong. <laughs> Father, strange that you have joined me here through the dimensional time rift. Now yes, was, my son. Now he was the old style killing. Yeah, because right? <laughs> he was dad. Yeah, he was old school. Old school. <laughs> All the outer colonies are learning Klingonese. <laughs> oh, father, <laughs> son, I've great news. You won't believe it. 
do tell. I have purchased you a grand parcel of land so that you may inherit something when I pass on to Stovacor. Where did you buy this? On Praxis! <laughs> oh, Father. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kept, we'd call oh. him uh, Klingon Homeworld Kling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let us return to Kling and we shall celebrate the day. <laughs> we refer to the homeworld as Kronos now. What's that? Never mind. <laughs> Don't trouble yourself, Father. No. That and the Boha Mysteries. There's <laughs> <laughs> some good bits on the old Star Trek experience floor. Or when Biggs would... Uh, the the Biggs ones that I remember were like, he'd Quan or uh, Bleeg would be on the floor and he goes, he'd grab him by the collar and he goes, Bleeg! This wall is missing something. Uh, uh, what? Your forehead. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> that booming yeah. laugh that he had Dash that you could hear around. anywhere in the goddamn Now, speaking facility. of Biggs, yes. you were telling me that uh, Stephen Biggs has started his own podcast. He's on a podcast. I haven't listened to it yet. He's got two episodes in, I think, called okay. the, the Keeg. The Keeg. K-E-E-G. Okay. The Keegle exercise. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I want to imagine. <laughs> Steve <laughs> sitting there just squeezing his testes, wearing clen- nothing, clenching wearing nothing, his groin muscles, getting nothing tight. but a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> that fanny pack, that fanny pack must smell like. <laughs> I thought he finally retired. Ben Gay that. and syrup. What? I thought he finally retired that. Ben Gay and syrup. He's gotten away from it. <laughs> Am I right? Did I get the name right? I don't know. I was trying to look it up through Google, and it's not coming up. It's fairly new. It might not come so, up. So I would, I'd have to go a through two, his <laughs> a two episode old podcast. Not yeah. the first. <laughs> yeah. Not the first Google. All the podcasts are two episodes mm-hmm. in the world. There's a lot of new ones out there now. There is. There's good. There's bad. There's ones yeah. that'll make it. There's ones that won't make There's it. There's ones that'll endure despite all one that <laughs> opposition named after Kegels that last two episodes. <laughs> Laugh at you may, but I've been doing Kiko's all the damn show. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one with the strongest balls. Okay. Group. Yeah, here it is. Uh, you can access it through Facebook. I can't get it to come up through uh, uh, Google search, but it appears to be... Yes. We'll put a link. On, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah we're, we're moving on. I'll have on. to dig into this more, but because uh, there's a lot of stuff to go through on here. So Beginning July 1st. Xbox 360 users who have an Xbox Live Gold subscription can score Pop Caps Plants vs. Zombies for free. It'll be available for download up until July 15th. And on July 16th, 360 owners can score Gears of War 3. That game will be available to the end of July. Now, you Xbox One owners can grab Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. And that will be available all through July. And uh, if you have not played that game of all the Assassin's Creed games out there, that's the one I recommend the most. That one is incredible. And on top of that, beginning July 15th, you can also grab the puzzle platformer So Many Me that will be available for download until August 15th. Now, this next story, I really dig. I love it when game company marketing goes after another game company just to make fun of them. Okay. So Techland... Developer that's behind Dying Light, which is one of my favorite games for the next generation. It's like top three, definitely. 
they seem to have enjoyed getting the attention it got by poking fun at Destiny's Red Bull promotion tie-in earlier this week. Uh, the developer is continuing its effort to get people to drink water by adding stretch goals to its hashtag drink for DLC campaign, giving away new content for the zombie game. Uh, the more tweets featuring Dying Light players drinking a hydrating glass of water, the more free downloadable content the Polish game dev- developers plan to hand out. Aww. Uh, quote, Techland have decided to design, create, and release a number of all new free DLC packs for Dying Light throughout the second half of the year, developers said in a release. The campaign will be led by the fans reaching successive stretch goals by posting pictures of themselves, drinking water on Twitter, and tagging them with drink for DLC, unquote. Uh, Techland's ribbing of fellow developer Bungie and publisher Activision kicked off on Wednesday when the Destiny creators announced a partnership with Red Bull. Destiny players will need to purchase cans of the energy drink in order to get access to a new quest coming in the Taken King expansion or wait till 2016 to unlock the timed exclusive quest. So that's where that all began. I just love when developers take the piss out of another. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. And at a recent MetroCon panel, Nolan North, the great video game voice actor, uh, already discussed how Naughty Dog scrapped eight months of Uncharted 4 when writer Amy Henning left, and how her next game will, quote, reboot a new Star Wars franchise in the style of Uncharted, unquote. And now, The Last of Us 2 is kind of definitely maybe confirmed. Uh, the info comes right at the end of the Metrocon panel. Here's what Nolan had to say when asked about what other projects he had in the pipeline. Quote, For now, the last one, I know they are doing The Last of Us 2, unquote. He said a little more, but it was a bit spoilery, so I don't want to bring it up. It's not a confirmation from Naughty Dog or Sony, but it's unlikely Nolan spontaneously created a sequel. Not to mention that a follow-up to the critically acclaimed award-winning best-selling original wouldn't exactly be a huge surprise. Right. So... Cool. I love the idea of a Star Wars game in the vein of Uncharted. Yeah. I, will, I will take that in a heartbeat. We're getting some stuff. Yes, we are. But it's developers are starting to re- release what they're working on, and it's getting exciting. Fallout Four. God damn it! I can't wait. Right. Still mad that Pip Boy Edition is like completely sold out. Gone everywhere. immediately the moment yeah. they oh. announced that it was happening. How long did it last? Like uh, a day? like. Hours, then they did like a second uh, oh. pre sale thing, like a day later, I think. Yeah, after and the that be- was gone, like within an hour was, or two. How much was a Pit Boy edition? Like 110. It, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, but as far as price wise, it just it um, went really, really quickly. I'm really sorry. I wish I'd known that that happened because one of the things I had at Combat Con is like I had a Pit Boy oh. uh, uh, mod that he'd made. Oh, nice. It was fiberglass or something, but yeah. Resin. Maybe it was resin. But yeah, Bethesda did that E3 panel, announced that it existed. Everybody went on Amazon, pre-ordered it immediately, gone. Mm-hmm. Stuff goes fast nowadays. Mm-hmm. It goes fast. You gotta be there. But not just at Amazon. It's no, at across GameStop the and Best Buy. Just nearly everywhere. You know, the way capitalism works, you're supposed to make more of them then. Well, well but then there comes that balance between keeping it... A limited edition. Limited and edition, wanted, keeping a market for it, and making it so when you make... When they keep these limited editions exclusive, then people buy them instantly. And so that there is something to selling out completely. It is better than having any stock left. Yeah. There, there was a time, I think it was the second Arkham game that came out. 
that they had pallets of them at Fry's right. and going for cheap. Yeah. Uh, the Halo 3 heads, the helmets, yeah. ended yeah. up hanging around for a bit. Yeah, so, so you got to strike that balance. So they're all. So afraid. that's who they don't want to be. They're all afraid of a uh, landfill full of uh, ET games. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's <laughs> okay, what they're afraid. I get it. Basically, all right. there is a rumor going around whether it's you know has any basis in fact or not. Nobody knows, but Bethesda is supposedly considering doing another batch of Pitboy editions. Well, for limited, you won't sale, hear it on this show because by the time you hear it, it'll be sold out too. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, the European Commission. Announced European. the European. European. Well, well I will be after the show. Hey, oh, I, I, I think did. it's supposed to be I'm a peen. <laughs> the commission announced that roaming charges for mobile phones will be banned in all European territories and that European lawmakers have adopted stricter net neutrality rules. That's cool. Right? Yeah. Roaming charges will be done in Europe, regardless of country, as of June 15th, 2017. Good for them. Wow. Uh, the European Commission said, in other words, your home company can't charge you extra fees for using your phone in another European country. Hooray! Okay, but it's just among Europe. If I it's go, just if among if Europe. Americans yes. go over, they still have to yeah, deal with still that. Okay. Yes. So in 10 years, we'll be fine. Yeah. That's how about how long it takes right, for sure. us to get shit going. A stopgap measure is also in the works until the new law takes effect. Starting April 2016, mobile phone operators will only be able to charge, what, 0.20 uh, euros per megabyte and a whole other list that they're basically capped uh, until the new law kicks in. Just European Union, though, because there's still a couple yes. holdout countries over this there. This is European Union. Okay. Uh, Europe also agreed to stricter net neutrality rules. Beginning April 30th, 2016, Internet service providers will not be able to block or throttle online services and content, much like the new U.S. net neutrality rules. Prayed prioritization or fast lanes will be banned, with one exception. Uh, providers will be able to set aside parts of the network for specialized services of higher quality, unquote, but these operations can't affect the rest of the open Internet. Uh, the European Commission's next step is to enshrine the new laws in writing, get them signed off by the European Parliament and Council. So that is happening. Europe is on it like a bonnet, man. Europe treats Internet much more sacrosanct than we do. Yes, it's... I think in what, Belgium, it's a right. Like, into their constitution, it's a right. That's cool. Yeah. Well, so, it's, it's, so just, the... it's just interesting because the technology has reached a point where... It is foolish for them to be charging those fees. It's nothing more than a, you know, a money grab. Yeah. I mean, because, the, you know, before it was a fee because there was a certain amount of support necessary for maintenance and, you know, interconnectivity between the various carriers across, you know, different countries. But now it's essentially one big network that's all interconnected. So there's no reason to be charging a roaming fee uh, for crossing a border other than that they just could do it. So yeah. the range goes from North Korea to Belgium. Yeah, I guess okay. so. Huh. Yeah, that's the range. Okay. It's where somewhere in the middle. All right. We just had a FCC uh, member, one of the higher-ups, just write out this huge screed about how Internet is not a human right and should Oh, right. fuck, man. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's oh, one of the few Republicans on the uh, court. So. Freaking, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't fact-checked this, but uh, 
I keep seeing this meme about the CEO of Nestle saying that uh, humans do not have a right to water. He said that years ago, yeah. and it keeps on making the rounds because it is shockingly horrific. <laughs> it is a nightmare. So that is that is true. That oh is, yeah, okay. he's straight up. He's like he's like water is not a uh, a human right, and uh, yeah, that kind of thing. And, oh. Well, uh, I mean, that's just how it is. Nothing's a human right anymore. Nothing's a human right. I was many great gains and strides as we made this week. We mm-hmm. still have so far to go. I know. Jeff and I can get married. Yeah. Yeah, but there's still so much further to go. <laughs> that's true. You, but that's the thing, too. Is like I saw a whole thing about you know the marriage thing is great, but then there's so many other instances of discrimination that you will face past marriage. Right. Yes. It's just, yeah, it's great. But I will take this woman to salute my gay brothers and sisters with my sonic rain boom. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> the rain boom. I like it. It's a pony thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was a beautiful, wonderful surprise. Well, I mean, it was... As far as the internet goes, I mean, it's it has now become a necessity to have internet access. It has literally you cannot you know, get a job in Las Vegas yeah. properly without one. Yeah, yep. uh, that's, least, it, that's exactly yeah. the example I was going to use. Is you know they try to make all these uh, you cannot work at the hear, place I work at without internet. You can't register. You, your you hear all these congressmen saying it's like, well, a poor person doesn't need a cell phone or internet access. It's like, well, how are they going to number one receive a call to get that interview that they have to sign up for they online. They make their money in the Ozarks by selling skins. Everyone it continues to be more and more expensive to be a poor person in they this They can country. always go to a yeah. payphone. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're right. Andy's right. But, I mean, yeah, it's like it's it's become a necessity if you want to apply for a job, if you want to apply for benefits. I mean, you can't go into offices anymore even like some government offices they turn you and tell you, you got to go to this website and fill out the form before you can come into the you know meanwhile five they, years ago the fucking yeah. uh employment offices forced you to call on a landline yeah assholes yes god damn it i remember so that. much of my life oh yeah no you and i both yeah so gross Paul and they I finally fixed it apparently yeah but We're, what assholes yeah. Oh God! It, I was on for like an hour and change the first time I called, I, and you were on it for at four least four hours. Four hours. Yeah. Ugh. Four hours. And wow. I think the only reason I got in with like I, I want to say it was like an hour and fifteen minutes, something like that. And the only reason was because I had set my alarm and I woke up fifteen minutes prior to the office opening, and I dialed and I just got in the queue somehow. Luckily and. It just says, your call will be answered in blah, blah, blah minutes. You are punished so hard for being poor in this country. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, God, it's yes. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Shame on you. Yeah. For being poor. Yep. It's uh, expensive whole, and then they, And then you get a tag to say, why don't you go get a job? Like, you other than, the, other than the, the, three do, the three jobs God, I already God. have that I'm barely scraping by on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like I, I, I hear. got to hustle, baby. You know, every time I hear somebody talking about, you know, getting rid of. You know, welfare, yeah. et cetera, and Don't so forth. Don't you know they're, and leech, they, they're they leeching always, off the money that yeah. the corporates aren't paying into taxes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's like the example I always get is like, you know, the person that hasn't applied for a job in years, and I'm like, okay, yes, that happens. But you're talking about a very small percentage of people that do that. Yeah. Whereas oh, they love many people that are on welfare are working. But, yeah, you know, it's, 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 yeah. it's, we're getting, it's we're getting not. Yeah, we're getting off topic. Here. In fact, you could even cut this whole section out. <laughs> I won't, but we're stopping it. Uh, dubbed the Walker Stalker Cruise, the event is a joint venture between Norwegian Cruise Lines marketer Sixth Man and Walker Stalker Khan, and will take place over three days in January aboard the Norwegian Pearl Cruise Ship. 
about twenty two. That's the that's the right one to do it on. That's no, the haunted one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. After twenty two hundred guests will sail from Miami to the Bahamas, all while enjoying games, costume contests, themes, events, concerts, zombie makeup applications, panels, autograph sessions, and photo ops with several stars of The Walking Dead. Uh, cast members who are already committed to the cruise include uh, Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl, Emily Kinney, who plays Beth, Chandler Riggs, who plays Carl, Chad L. Coleman, who plays Tyrese, and more. You mean Coral? Coral. Coral. <laughs> the more the... I can't get enough of the goddamn memes, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really funny. <laughs> Coral. I changed my iPod's name to Titanic. Oh, Dad, please don't. <laughs> it's sinking. It's sinking, Carl. Carl, <laughs> oh, it's sinking, Carl. Oh. Every one of those I read is Carl, just so goddamn me, creative. Funny. Uh, this is very interesting to me because my homie Derek, mm-hmm. uh, like I, served aboard the Norwegian Cruise Lines doing Second City work. Okay. You say served like it was military. <laughs> it was, brother. <laughs> Some you spent it. you spent four months on a boat. Yeah. Okay. I know. I have <laughs> not. No. It's, okay. It's not. It wasn't a a job. There's some it regimentation. Was, I mean, it was. I mean, it was fucking fine. I loved it. But uh, you wrote goddamn Christmas puss. It wasn't like they were making. I sure did. Wind sprints. I sure did. <laughs> no, no, it was like that actually. The work I was putting in. But um, when he was on his cruise, one of his fellow castmates during one of the cruises. Was um, the guy from Walking Dead um, who plays? Uh, oh shit! What's his name? The Asian guy. Yes. What's his name? Uh, Ken. Ken. Uh, shit. No, not Ken. Ken shit. Not <laughs> Ken. Shit. What's his name? It's Ken Shitaki. No, it's not. Ken it's a very Shitaki. common name. No, what's his fucking name? Oh, it's terrible. I can't. Remember it's like John Smith in Japan. No, Ken Shitaki. Hold on. <laughs> Internet I'm, 80s is on it. Yeah, I got it right here. Oh, What's his name? Just a second. I'm bringing it up. But he's cast. an improv Steven, actor. Steven Yoon. Steven Yoon. Yeah, I was going to say Ken Yoon, but that's a different Steven actor. Yoon, Steven Yoon, yeah. Uh, Played Glenn. Because Second City has multiple contracts on multiple ships constantly. They are rotating cast through all the time. So they sometimes hire outside of the company just actors because a lot of the shows are scripted material and if you've got some comedic t- uh, sensibilities and can memorize a script you're good to go with a lot of the classic scripted bits it's just doing uh, you know a, uh, a a scripted show uh, for a lot of it uh, they have to have some improv chops too but uh, but anyway Stephen Ewan uh, did some time with the second city and they got to know him before right before he blew up with The Walking Dead. Fantastic. And so cool. this makes sense that there's a tie in there. Uh oh, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that there might have been some extended relationship uh back and forth there as well. So when sense. is a cruise? It is. And more importantly, I don't you, know. Are you and Matt booked? But for they it? are accepting pre sale books. No, we are not. We're with celebrity for this for our cruise. The uh, the, the the landlocked scoop fest is shaping up nice, by the way. The Tyranny's Tavern show is going to be a fucking blowout. Awesome. We got people coming in from fucking Canada. Can't wait, man. Fantastic. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited. And then the cruise itself, forget about it. No kidding. Can't wait. I am so, so looking forward to a vacation. I just, oh. <laughs> you need one, man. I, wa- I need a vacation. I haven't had a vacation in like three years. Uh, I want a vacation. I want to uh, also, I need some time to redo my room a little bit too. But having said all that. I have, are you almost you going to finish this announcement or whatever? Yeah, that's pretty much done. Okay. So they just announced 
next year in California again. The return of PowerCon. Oh, really? It is happening. Good. It's going to go back to the roots. It's going to focus primarily on Masters and She-Ra, period. No Thunder. No Thundercats. No Turtles. What is She-Ra's period like? It's fucking powerful. It's like light hope. You're like, what? Whoa. For the honor of blood pads. She has to use a whole rabbit. She rocks. She rocks. She rocks. She rocks. Do you remember what it is? It hasn't been announced yet. Okay. So, but it's just the that it's happening is there. Because I believe. Like like Torgo, I am I am mildly curious. I'm not that interested in the, in the thing, but I kind of want to see the people. Dude, listen, I'm not the He-Man fan that Paul is by any way, shape, or form. But I had a great time at PowerCon when I went. Yeah, so it is I mean. run by people. It's passion who fucking love it. They just love it. They live it, breathe it. I mean, I love it. These people fucking love it. The hotel even designed drinks named after very. It was. Yeah. It was good. It was well done. I, it was done well. It was done well, and I'm going to make a point to go again. I'm going to start saving now so that I can go and buy every last little thing that I need to finish my collection. So I've almost got everything now. But, uh, yeah, and I'm thinking about taking some of my spare heads and uh, weapons and things to ah, do some You have haunting. spare heads? Why oh, are you yeah. using the one you've got? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, this is the one that was in the front of the closet. Just that it's just it's a laziness thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, PowerCon next year, 2016, LA. Chances are very good I will be there. <laughs> Chances are possible that I might follow you along. What there the you hell? go. Mm-hmm. I think I'll drive this time. Yeah. Why not? Well, last why time would I, you drive? Last time I flew out because right. it was right at the airport. Oh. So okay. it was like hop, skip, and a jump away. Uh, but uh, but you miss Peggy Sue's if you do that. I yeah. still, still got in there. Yeah. So I got to see. I mean. I gotta look into it. If it if it is again at the airport, I might fly again. But because yeah, who knows? Sure. Well, I might drive and drag you, haul your haul your stupid shit out. Great. Yeah, that sounds. Is, good is that the reason you want to drive? Is hauling the stuff back? I mean, that would help. That would certainly help. Get stormtrooper all loaded up with shit. Uh, I just want to drive because it'll be cheaper. That's all. It won't be necessarily time cheaper. It won't be time cheaper. But it'll be, I'll say probably it'll be stress cheaper. It's five hours of podcast. It'll be stress cheaper. Oh, you don't, don't think? I don't think so. Oh, I do. It'll, it'll be stress cheaper until you hit Victorville. <laughs> and that, that's for that point. If you're heading to the airport, that's horrible traffic. Which airport? Oh, LA, yeah. Well, LAX. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Once you get into L.A. Pro- yes. Yeah. I don't like driving in L.A. proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Wh- which airport was it at? I don't remember. I tell you, because we... It's, it takes a little bit longer, but coming back on this trip I did with my, my dad and the kids, I came back through uh, the San Gabriel Mountains. Uh-huh. Insane drive, but nobody else on it. It was okay. really like, beautiful and had the road to ourselves. What do you mean by insane drive? You're driving right on the top of the mountain. I've basically. done that. I've done that drive. Okay. Yeah. I've done that drive. In, back when I was drive. back when it's I was all winding roads and cliffs on either side of you. Yeah, back when I was living with Charlie, I did that, that drive a couple gotta times. Gotta be beautiful. It it's is, gorgeous. It's, it's not, you get it's, no radio reception though. It's very bleak. You don't need that. It's anymore. gorgeous but bleak. Not anymore. It's it's very bare stone a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Bleak. We live in Vegas. We're used to yeah. Right. yeah, right. Amazon just made its prime subscription service more attractive to price conscious gamers. 
The online retail giant has quietly enabled extra discounts on, quote, certain video game consoles, accessories, and games when sold by Amazon.com, unquote, for Prime subscribers. What uh, you talking about, Willis? You might notice that games like Star Wars Battlefront now have a little Amazon Prime member savings disclaimer under oh. their descriptions. You still have to add the game to your cart and begin the checkout process to see how much you could save. In this case, $4.97. Oh. <laughs> but there it is, on top of whatever other discounts Amazon offers to general customers. Oh. So far, the deals seem to range from older releases to pre-orders, uh, with plenty of blanks in between. Prime members get uh, a discount of $6.97 on Splatoon, for example, but Batman Arkham Knight's going for full price. So they'll, you'll get little bonus discounts on I'm things. I'm still hesitating to buy Star Wars Battlefront because I'm waiting for a special edition. I don't blame you. And, are and those, be, those are going to get announced. There's no doubt about there it. It's Activision, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you'll There's get special be right, editions. Because i got to get my Stormtrooper statue for my PS4. A couple episodes ago when you guys were talking about uh, backwards compatibility on the new games, uh-huh. you guys improved Duncan's life immensely. Because it oh, got him right. thinking, and he goes, oh, I got all these old Xbox games. Let's put them in 360 and see if they work. So he went through and he's like, he was like, today I guess he was playing Crimson Skies for hours. <laughs> that yeah. That is a quality fucking game. Wow, yeah. I haven't thought of that with that in a minute. That was the first Xbox Live game I got into. I used to play that online a lot. That was fun. But he's just been going. He's been having his little nostalgia trip, you know, back from when he was a kid. <laughs> Hilarious. Crimson Skies was a lot of fun. It's a good game. I remember, uh, They're still to... talking about a, a sequel to that one, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Get no get together at Darren's party pad. And we were all playing yep. Crimson Skies, trying to shoot each other down. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it was good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. And finally, the Fallout fan. Who sent more than two thousand <laughs> bottle caps? I saw this. Eleven pounds worth of bottle caps to Bethesda's offices prior to the company's big E three press event is going to get Fallout Four for free. Yay! Bottle caps, if you don't know, are the only currency in the Fallout universe. This is obviously the first and last time Bethesda will do this for a fan, but the company recognized and rewarded Gator Machete Junior's effort and ingenuity. Uh, Fallout 4 is set to release uh, this fall. So Good on them for pulling that off. Good right. on them for actually... Bethesda does those weird little things that they, they appreciate creativity. I remember when Skyrim came out, they gave free copies to anybody who actually named their baby that got born in that time Dovahkiin. Yep. And there nice. are people that accept. There are Dovahkiins out there. So... Just for a sixty dollar game. game. Well, could you imagine the negative press if they hadn't honored that? Yeah. Though, well, I mean, well, of course they. No, it was and a PR coup. Yeah, absolutely. They, yeah, they, they it certainly it, they was. Well, now I've got oh man, nerdy names. I mean, I've got friends who've named their kids Willow. Um, I'm trying to think of something. I mean, Willow's, uh, Scully, Willow's okay. Scully yeah. named it uh, his kids Jack and Morgan, and got away with it. And every time I go over, it's, how you doing, Captains? Cute. He was trying to get make get up get Luke and Leia past his wife, and nope, that wasn't going to no, happen. No, <laughs> but Jack and Morgan made it. Back when I was actually considering having a child, I always wanted to name uh, first and middle name uh, Nicholas Fury. So nice, yeah. Skeletor. <laughs> oh, yeah, middle name Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you're infertile. I'm not infertile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just safe. <laughs> 
I'm just really fucking safe. Uh, How are you safe? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And I know there are those out there clamoring for some some more mumra. Yes. So I do right. have I do have some questions. The big issue is that those episodes take a little more time for me to edit, and this is a really really crazy time for me work wise right now. So right. I really don't have the time to it. But what I do want and, and need are your questions. Send me all the Mumra questions you can either through uh, Twitter uh, or email, and because uh, I want to compile them for all the times that we can get those through. What's the best email address to send that? Comments stuff to? at uglycouchshow.com. There you go. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. All right. She has so an email. Yeah, that is the best place to send it because I do check that before every show there for sure. Go. So and I usually check Twitter throughout the week, and so that will work too. But the the comments is definitely it. So. And uh, the Keeg, the podcast that. Uh, Professor Biggs guested on. Uh, it is on YouTube. Uh, the K, the Keeg K E E G. They also have the website uh, com. Now the way we eat, we need that E E G. So that's all right. All right. E E G. Did I say three E's or did I say no two E's? K E G's. Yeah. Well, three E's if you count the one in the. But yeah. Right. Well. But yes. Uh, and he was just a guest on the second episode. Okay. I looked at all three episodes and. Until next week, I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Sonic Rainboom. No, uh, Fact Check Dandy. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Woo! Sonic Rainboom? Sonic Rainboom's Rainboom. Rainboom. from uh, My Little Pony. It's it's a big thing. Because oh. we do have some good questions from yeah. Mumra. I'm sure. I, I put them like, on the page every week in case I can get to them. But uh, but I just... Right yeah. Now. But yeah. I, I need more because we, we do have some questions that just aren't good. Well, we'll, <laughs> get, we'll get more. We'll get more. Thank you. Thank you, Shock Monkeys. Thank you, Scoops, for listening. Uh, keep wasn't subscribing. There a, wasn't there a name for people to do both? Didn't it was a, Shock some, Scoops? No, there was something Scoop you guys monkeys? talked about. Scoop Monkeys. That works for me. Okay. I don't know. Scoop Monkey. Get Scoop, I think you had one. I think you had, you had one. Scoop Monkey. Get huh? Down. I think you had one. I think you said it on the other. I question. don't. I my brain is so fried at this point. <laughs> I feel you, dude. Yeah. Is that, we did. We recorded last night. That's why I'm so groggy, too. Okay. Recorded last night. I got up and taught more improv this morning, and then I kind of crashed. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I feel you got to get up early in the morning once again. Long-ass week last week, too. Yeah, sometimes he gets up, like, like right after I've gone to sleep. I'll, I'll, I'll like, suddenly hear the shower, and I'm like, wow, he's getting up for work. Ann is doing the same stuff. She's got crazy schedules right now. She's going into work at, like, 2 and so I, oh, oh she's wow. still doing that schedule so you still get it to watch your back and forth you still get to watch your porn i mean drop animation whatever it is at night yeah, yeah my okay. japanimation <laughs> <laughs> it's all japanimation japanimation <laughs> i love it japanimation his his anime Some wink old wink nudge nudge you know what i mean, know what I mean? old say no shit. more say no more oh anime. yeah Hey, yeah. hey um, his anime, eh? His anime, eh? Know what I mean? Know yeah, what I mean? I will be at uh, San Diego, so hunt me down. I'll be at the Comic Con International. You will be. Okay. Find me. I thought you'd like. I'm going to be in San Diego. Are you going to wear? Are you going to wear a name tag that says "Fact Check Andy"? I, I could, I guess. Well, you should put something on your body. Fact Check Andy, ugly couch. Show. You know what? I, I know everyone's going to be traveling next Wednesday, but this is a, this is a reason to listen to the episode before you go into the con because. Whatever it is I'll be using to identify myself, you'll find out about it next week. Oh, boy. <laughs> you and... Cliffhanger. And, you know yeah. what? Just, Carl. <laughs> just tune up your nose no, and smile him out, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'll be easy to spot. I'm a short guy. I'm a little heavy and I have a beard and I'll probably wear an Hawaiian shirt. Right. Yeah.